everybody. Welcome to Street Fight. It's Wednesday night. Ready to do this thing. Basement show is happening. If you're in the live stream, thanks for showing up. Uh, every Wednesday and Sunday night, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, we are trying to get our numbers up on Twitch, so please head over there so we can get a partnership uh, platform. Especially because our Facebook is fucked up right now. Yeah. Did you see that? I didn't see it, but... We got... Because I posted about Kratom, they flagged us as supporting drug use. Ah. So we have I don't have posting privileges anymore. We're not allowed to post on, uh, on Facebook, the Facebook anymore? Yeah, we're on like a temporary ban. I don't know how long it's going to take to lift it, but yeah, the Facebook is, is, is just about over at this point. Fuck you, Facebook. So head over to twitch.tv slash streetfightradio to watch. Um, we are gonna keep doing this thing we're gonna keep it on rolling uh, i hope you're doing well out there if you want to call and talk to us and tell us your story about fucked up shit that's happened at work um you can do that on sunday nights where we take phone calls from nine to midnight eastern standard time um, we also have a ton of fucking bonus content over on patreon.com it's a website where you can support the artists that you like aka street fight and get bonus zines get extra videos get bonus audio like the holy boys audio brian and tom from the trillbillies doing a investigation on these uh these for-profit pastors that are out here driving flying jets driving cadillacs wearing alligator shoes so thank you for being here and uh and if you want to get in touch with us find us on social media street fight wcrs or you can always email us streetfightradio at gmail.com we love to hear from you how are you, Brian? I'm good. I want to say uh, Holy Boys is like really interesting because it's kind of being recorded two weeks in advance, basically. So the show wasn't planned out in a way like Shocktober is and stuff like that. And uh, every show's different. It's a different show every week. And we have really good ones coming up. I mean, Carl Lentz just dropped uh, today as we're recording this. And that was with Brett. And uh, Brett was the perfect guy to talk to about Carl Lentz. Brett and Tom, like, you couldn't talk to two better people about that guy. So uh, I, you're going to get a lot out of these shows. I think uh, I think they're really fun. And each one of them has a little different vibe. Just finished uh, uh, John Hagee. Yeah. He I, loves the Antichrist. Really? He's looking, for the, he's looking for the Antichrist. I loved it. He even, he took a shot of heavy metal. What? In 2020, he's mad about heavy metal. Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said they're doing a Black Sabbath at the arena downtown. Now, I don't know if he meant the band Black yeah. Sabbath is playing or if they're doing a Black Sabbath, but it was very funny to me. Yeah, that's great. He said if you can, he's like, uh, if you can, uh, if you can scream like a cat with that had his tail caught under a rocking chair, some dope head will listen to it and say it's good. <laughs> that's that's old school. Jesus, it is, it that, is. Yeah, this guy looks like a real son of a bitch he here. Is. He's just the worst looking person. Yeah, he's he's a bad one, man. He he yells about doom all the time. So All right. That's what's going on. Uh I did want to ask you about some clarification. Okay. Oh no, where's it at? On a tweet? What tweet? Did I say something bad? No, no. You were talking about writing the film adaptation of Whiskey in the Jar, and you going to we're going to pitch it to a wife guy. Rights act to get it done. 
you think why what what do you like what's the angle on that that like the dude the main guy in the song that it seems like he really loves that woman yeah right and like he's doing anything for that woman but then he ends up getting screwed in the end. I think a yeah. wife guy really, that's how a wife guy think. I'm a wife guy. I think about that all the time. Like at some point, you know, some dude's going to come and take my wife away from that's me. That's horrible. Captain Farrell. See, I, I don't know. I think, I don't think of that, of it that way at all. So we're talking about the song Whiskey in the Jar, the Irish, whatever drinking song made popular by Thin Lizzy and then perfected by Metallica. Um, <laughs> Captain Farrell, I feel like Molly is loyal to Captain Farrell. Well, she's just loyal to the police, is what my my guess. Really? I think, yeah. She just likes the police. She couldn't yeah. So I don't think I don't think that But I think that she's a horrible wife guy. Why she's, she's a horrible wife. Right. <laughs> yes. But the guy in the song is a wife. Really guy. loves yeah. He loves Molly. Captain Farrell. That's yeah. a good song. I All enjoy right. that one. I should have bought Garage Inc. on vinyl, but you know, you had a chance. Uh, did I? I don't know. I don't know if they make it. I think they make everything on vinyl now, though. Target's gotten in the game, and now every band's like just making a record. You yeah, know? reprints are always a good reason to drum up a bunch of sales out of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oof. Uh, Ben Shapiro is at it. Right before we started recording, um, he's saying that it's not really much of a tragedy if an 80 or an 81-year-old dies of coronavirus. Hell yeah. <laughs> but he, He's he, in heavy metal, too. Yeah, people are pointing out that in 20-whatever, he, he was yelling about death panels. Right. Right, so now he's saying, like, this well... Is, yeah, it's absolutely death panel shit. The, yeah, because it's like, let's not... Um, waste our time trying to keep the 80-year-olds alive when we can keep the 30-year-olds alive. And it's like, yeesh, this government, like, we have to try to keep everybody, you know? Yeah. We shouldn't have to make these decisions. That's a death panel, though. Yeah. That's a capitalist death panel. Yeah, we should... Different from a socialist death panel. <laughs> right. This one is, is more important. This one's, this one's valid. Yes. That's such a... What an asshole. He's a creep. He's a total fucking creep and a weirdo. Let's get into some stuff, man. Oh, well, my day today, I uh, changed the ball cock assembly on my turlet okay. today. And I did it in like an hour. That's great. Which I feel like when you're a dude who's only done that one other time, for some reason I've done it twice. It's like breaks. I can do breaks and I can do ball cock assemblies on toilets. Uh -huh. <laughs> but... uh I was very impressed with myself. Like, I really got it done well. And I have minimal tools. But most toilet repairs don't involve a lot of tools. Just a butter knife for the screws, right? Well, I went and bought myself a screwdriver. Wow. Today. Well, they're a dollar. Okay. You know, you get a, you can get a flathead for $1.98. And my wife did point out the other day that we don't have a flathead screwdriver because of my belief that butter knives are flathead screwdrivers. <laughs> but she also gets mad at me because she's like, there's butter knives in every room of the house that you've done any work. Like, I just leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> With a twisted end on it. We're running out of fucking butter knives. And I'm like... Flathead screwdriver. Yeah, it's mean. a flathead screwdriver, man. Yeah. I carried a butter knife in my uh, tool belt for a period when I worked at the uh, cable company because I was afraid to ask for a new screwdriver. Really? Because I just kept losing shit. I lost so much shit when I worked there. And screwdriver was one of the things that I was just losing constantly. 
And then you got to go and be like, hey, can I get a new screwdriver? And they're like, how many screwdrivers is this? So I was just like, I'm just going to put a butter knife in my uh, thing. Yeah, there's plenty which, of those. Which I'm sure... <laughs> Which I'm sure inspired uh, confidence in the uh, cable customer when the guy pulls out a butter knife. <laughs> Starts, they're like, I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do some fine. You got to do some very precise work on this. Yeah. Yeah. I need my so, butter knife. Yeah. I lost. I, I, I have three Phillips head screwdrivers and no flathead. So I, I had to. My toilet was making a sound like a foghorn. Okay. I said, why is my toilet sound like an air horn? Uh-huh. And then That's the results. Into Google? Yeah. And it, yeah, I did. I really did type, why does my toilet sound like an air horn? It works. And then uh, it corrected me and said foghorn because that's like the plumbing term for the horn noise. Okay. For the noise. So I, yeah, I had to go to Lowe's. Uh, not a lot of people in Lowe's. So if I didn't feel unsafe in Lowe's very much how many people were in there i don't know probably like 10 in that whole big building it wasn't a ton of people they said capacity is 125 right now which even then wouldn't feel like a ton of people in a fucking I've never, Lowe's. yeah i've never seen 100 people at Lowe's. yeah it always seems very empty to me um but uh yeah i had to fix that thing and I, I, I had to I had to get a drill bit too. I, I'm hanging curtains because the the room I'm recording in now, the curtain is a shower curtain tacked to the wall. Yeah, you might want to upgrade that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a little upgrade. I'm gonna fucking hang. I got a like a really nice uh, hipster curtain rod, like that looks like uh, it's it looks like plumbing basically. It's like oh pipes. god, yeah, yep. And then uh, black curtains to go on it. Yeah, so. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna look cool. It's nice gonna look like I'm the devil. Steel elbow joint. On yeah, there. yeah. Everything I bought for that room is black. Everything. Fun. Black table. Black chairs. Black curtains. Uh, white computer because it was cheaper. I would have bought a black computer if it would. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my day. I worked the whole day, and then as soon as I was done, I washed my hands and made fresh pasta for dinner. And everybody just sat around the house doing nothing while I was doing all this. Can you believe that? Yeah. Actually, Katie was working her ass off. She's she's like at work. They they're slamming them now. Really? Oh yeah. They got them watching videos and like four different five minute videos yesterday. She had to sit and watch that are meetings. Uh -huh. You know, it just it sounds miserable. It also sounds like the videos are made by AI, like a like a robot voice that's doing it. Like a woman robot voice, but like Siri. Siri. It sounds like Siri is doing the meetings. It's seemed very boring. They should put some panache into that. Put a little showbiz in there. I, I can't I mean, I cannot cannot sit through a Zoom meeting. They are they're just so fucking exhausting. I I've had to do a few of them for school, for my daughter's school, and I still I cannot bring myself to pay attention or care or even notice that it's happening. I have never done, um, I have never done a thing about, uh, what, what am I trying to say? I've never done a conference call my whole life. Okay. I don't know what a conference call is. The digital writing assistant that uh, helps students create effective writing that delivers results. No, it's me. I don't know what a conference call sounds like, but I heard one yesterday yeah for the great. first time and uh it sounds dumb yeah like it just sounds Dumb jargon it, yeah and it's a bunch of it just is like it seems like a bunch of people like justifying their presence in the meeting to me 
And it's like, it's on mute. Uh, Katie's on mute. So I'm sitting next to her and it's just like people being like, so, uh, 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 we're going to blue sky that, you know, we got to get that done. Uh, it, like using the, the language circle back around, circle back around, but it's so boring. It's like they're nobody's like trying to put on a thing or any put on a voice, put on a voice, put on, like, put on a voice, you know, put do on. some fucking podcasting, man. Talk like a go, like have fun. Go on tangents. Yeah. Go, go on, on a tangent. Talk about a ball cock. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I hate the work from home thing now because, like, when she's in a meeting or something and she has to talk, I have to shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just shaking hands and stuff like this. I got yelled at for running the fucking garbage disposal the other day. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was trying to load the dishwasher and she was just like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm like trying to slowly put one in and she's just, I'll do it. Don't do it. I'm like, ugh. Oh, it sucks. And, I don't uh, want them to go back to work until it's safe. But boy, when they go back to work, it's going to be something. Well, also, you know? where's is Katie working on the couch? Yeah. My wife sits on the couch for eight hours a fucking day. There's <laughs> nothing good about that. It's madness to me. It's the worst work environment possible. Yes. A re- just a, a chair and a table uh, rigged up together to be your new office. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's like... Uh, uh, it, it, it's like your whole house then becomes a thing where you have to, uh, where you have to like, shut up. This is like a workplace now. It's very important. And I make her do that when I'm doing a podcast. Well, I used to when I was doing them in the living room, but I have now switched to the room I record in. And, uh, now I know how she felt, but I never was like, don't fucking put dishes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't like the work the people that are doing the work right uh on the other side they have to understand this is happening in a home where other things happen yeah you know i don't know there but you know i don't people are getting so comfortable though yeah on zoom and stuff yeah like like there's a lot of dogs that are in zoom meetings and shit and i'm just like get the dog out of here just let's can we record instead of saying oh yeah stuff yeah i mean my wife really wants to go back like really bad. She she doesn't like the work from home thing, uh-huh. and uh, so that was like that's been a really weird situation uh, that I've had to that that I've been talking to her a lot about because she's just like I just I don't want to like I don't want to be at this I don't want to be home. I want to go to the place and do the fucking job. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, you want to come. Yeah, I mean it's it's honestly it's a taste of like. The shit that I have to go through and you have to go through too, but like waking up in your workplace, like waking up and there's a computer down there that you're supposed to click around on. And if you don't, you don't get money and your life falls apart. Yeah. It feels like like, a hamster thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how are you supposed to separate that from everything else? How are you supposed to like, not be like, I need to get on that computer because that's where the money's made. Yeah. She didn't even turn the TV on or anything. What? She just sits there. Sometimes she'll play music out of her phone no, or a podcast, good. but she just sits there and does the damn work. I admire her for working. You know, she's she is doing her shit, and uh, you know she's doing it diligently, and she is spending the eight hours a day doing the work. It's just like 
I, 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 she has been saying for like two weeks now that she can't wait to go back. I hope I'm one of the first ones back to the yeah. office. And I'm like, I hope you're not to tell you the truth. But, uh, I do also like when I can walk downstairs and be loud when I wake up. Yeah. Well, and what they're, t- I mean, what are they saying for her? June 1st or something? I think is when they're talking about letting people in. She doesn't know really. Oh. She, they, they don't have like much of a idea for when they're going to go back. Like, uh, maybe in June sounds about right. Uh, my wife didn't want to be a stay at home. I was a stay at home dad because my wife didn't want to be a stay at home mom because she wanted to go to work. Right. Not like, oh, I really love work. I love my job. I love what I do. But it's like, there are a lot of people who like, they need to go to a place during the day and use the time for that. Like the days (laughs) off don't, cause she said at her work now, they're like begging people to take days off. Oh, because nobody's using up their fucking time, you know, because people are just like, why would I use my time? I can't do anything. I'm just going to sit at home. I watched all the Star Wars today during work. Why the fuck would I use my time? It's not even that. It's like you want to use your days off for fun shit, too. Yeah. You know, you want to use your day off to go like to a park and hang out all day or something like that or even for my wife. You know, she's a worker. Okay, that my wife loves to work. More than anything. She likes to take days off just to like clean the house and shit and yeah. run errands. That's like her shit, you know? That's what she likes. That's why we work well together. Cause I don't like to do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh so I read an article about another group of people that are having trouble. Okay. During the coronavirus epidemic. And they're ones that you feel a little less sorry for. And that is the Airbnb owners. Oh, yes. Have you seen this article? I have not. Okay. I've only seen, I've just seen it out there because there's something about the Airbnb owner. They also want to be like Instagram influencers or they feel like they can take over a hashtag for the city. And they, you know, they're all like get rich quicks scammers yes and also like you can see that when you stay in an airbnb that they they are very influenced by instagram and like they're trying to also be influenced i guess because like when you go in those places i mean it's generally the cheapest shit in the world yeah all over the house but like there is there are like touches that are like okay this is instagram it's the newest cheap shit yes still counts yeah it's like the the new line at target yeah like is it's furnished with all of that all of the joanna gain stuff yeah for years, Cheryl Dopp considered the ding on her phone from a, a new Airbnb Inc. booking to be the sound of what she called magical money. <laughs> That's a dangerous thing. That is like, how do you get that confident? Like, I don't, I don't know how you get that. Com- I'm never that confident. Well, I all the only dings I hear on my phone, I think I'm losing money. <laughs> oh, um, you can install the Shopify app on your phone. Yeah. I get like a cash register every time someone buys a shirt or like a download for Shocktober and I fucking love it. I like it. It's one of the few notifications that's on my phone. So I'm a magic money guy too. Well, no, it's just like, uh, uh, I don't feel like, like with Patreon, right? Like I, I feel like that could go away anytime. You know, I don't feel the, the, the like, magical money aspect of it. It doesn't feel magical to me. It feels like tenuous. But I'm a nervous guy. You have a bad attitude about shit. Yeah, I'm a nervous guy. So, 
A property she rented out in Jersey City, New Jersey on Airbnb could gross more than $8,000 a month, she said. God Double damn. what long-term tenants would pay. So, okay. 8K a month, it, it does sound about right. Now, Miss Stop associates the dings with cancellations of financial misery. The 54-year-old information technology contractor said she had about $10,000 in bookings evaporate overnight in March. She has $22,000 in monthly expenses for a largely Airbnb portfolio. She said that included another Jersey City home and a house in Miami. So she's going around right, just getting mortgages. Yeah. And then... Having somebody else pay for have all of us pay for him. Yes. Yes. In her mind, the promise of more, but that's dangerous, dude. That is depending on an app, right? Like that is putting a lot of faith in one app. Right. That, that you would take out the mortgages. You know, I've put a lot of faith in the Patreon app and, and stuff like that. I get that. But like, uh, 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 I didn't take out mortgages and st- yeah, Brett did Brett <laughs> actually, but you, do you see what I'm saying? Like I didn't put, I wouldn't put like $22,000 a month on the line. I would to make 44. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Yes. For a largely. So, uh, in her mind, the promise of more rental income offset the growing debt. She said, I made a bargain with the devil. Miss Dopp is part of an upper crust dimension of the gig economy. Property owners and speculators who bought or leased real estate in pursuit of Airbnb profits. Why would you do that? To make it a lot of money. Did you hear at the beginning miserable. how much money she made? Yeah. Are you like... It does seem miserable to do though. I guess if you're not doing the servicing of them yourself, then it's just watching money happen yeah you know but it is risk i mean the whole thing is risk that's so much risk that's why there's money involved with it yeah i mean that's why that's why i'm sorry that's why you get this much money out of it is because you're pretty much just rolling the dice that you can make enough to sell it each month right right airbnb but also just somebody in this position is so far up the ladder like i don't give a fuck just go bankrupt and get a real job and slough it out with the rest of us she has a real job too yeah so you just go bankrupt yeah just fucking it's a bad you made it's a bad investment that fucking happens when you do investments put money in the stock market all of a sudden they say you got no money that's how it goes yeah i never even thought about it like that because it is they do mention it as an upper crust dimension of the gig economy which that's what it is because the other gig economy people know the deal you know, yeah, that's the thing. Like a Lyft driver knows the fucking deal. I think a little bit better than an Airbnb owner does. Cause a Lyft driver knows their car can break down, Yeah, you know, and, and then they're not earning. They know what the risk is involved. They're doing it because they have to. These are people that are, are like probably doing well already. Oh yeah. You know, and they're and, on a patio and someone tells them that to, to start buying properties for Airbnb. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a surefire thing. Yeah. And, and like, it always seemed like a risk. I think to me, like Airbnb felt like a risk from the beginning in that like the app could go away. And if you're getting mortgages based on the app, that is bad. But even more than that on the risk of Airbnb is that like municipalities were going to pro- are going to regulate those things and, and, and like get re- regulated. Like they did not enter a fucking business with zero risk. There was, they entered a high risk business, I feel. Yeah. And, and you also, also, you also still have the ability to rent those out to people as just regular old fucking properties. 
they could do that. Yeah, she could be like here, you know, this place, and she'd have to charge reasonable rent, and she'd have to do the landlord work. Yeah, she could do that, but choice Airbnb. But I think Some, that someone in the chat said rich enough to uh, rich enough to afford all these properties, but not rich enough to be bailed out. Like yeah. you know, just like right below, where it's like, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about him. No, it's I don't like, either. Take the fucking hit, you know? This you I I think Lyft drivers are the ones that I worry more about now. Oh yeah. Like I don't know if there's any money being made on Lyft. I don't know what the 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 uh driver apps are doing right now. I know that I do a lot of walking and I don't see a ton of cars on the street and I I mean I walk by the buses and you know there's nobody on the buses and uh people are not moving around town as much and i am very concerned about lyft and uber drivers you know i think yeah, you they can switch over to the delivery services but i can't imagine and, and i would love you can't to hear this. unemployment on that either yeah i would love to hear from people who have done that done done the Delivery apps. I'd never done the delivery apps. I only did Lyft, right? Yeah. I would be interested to know it. I didn't do delivery apps because they weren't as big when I was doing it, but it also felt like less money. Like you made less money delivering the food than you did dropping people off. Oh yeah. I mean, some of those, some of those amounts are just so low. Like, yeah. They'll, they'll be like, you want to tip 15% on this order? It's three forty-five. dollars It's yeah. $3.45. And there's people that go for 10%, you know? Oh, there's my people God. That lower. I never like to think about the people that go for 10% instead of 30 Yeah. But I just wonder if that system can be gamified in a way that makes it so you can make more than you could if you were driving. And hopefully the people that were driving for Lyft have figured that out and, and have moved into doing that. Because I think that... I mean, there's less risk in the driving than Airbnb, you know? Well, not less risk, but there, there's less risk of them, like, outlawing it and stuff like that. Although they did in Austin. They yeah. outlawed Lyft and shit. The coronavirus spread has exposed swaths of the U.S. economy that were ill-suited for a crisis. Great for offering inexpensive goods and services quickly. Terrible in an economic disaster. The sharing economy has pr proven particularly unstable in the pandemic. Silicon Valley championed the concept of turning America into a land of entrepreneurs taking advantage of flexible hours unimpeded by regulations or specialized training. People who bought into the idea turned their cars into workstations for Uber and Lyft or became couriers for food delivery services such as DoorDash. They have taken a hit, but with Airbnb, the problems are broader. Hosts brought, the, hosts brought with them cleaning services, interior designers, property maintenance workers who help build miniature property empires so their plight has a ripple effect that goes far beyond their own listings. And 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 the, they are right. I, I like the way that they worded the Silicon Valley promise because that's what it was. It's Silicon Valley is is making a promise that they're not delivering. On. Yeah. You know, yeah. these things all sound so great. Flexible hours sound so great, but they're not flexible. You have to work like 16 hours a day. Yeah. Flexible hours means that like you work for 20 minutes, you sit around for 20, then you work for 15, then you sit around for 30, you know, yeah. you, you don't ever get control of your time. Yeah. Like, you can work whenever you want, as long as it's in 30 minute spurts. I mean, do you know how many times I was like, I pulled up 
it, to my house and I ate a half a dinner and then had to leave and then come home two and a half hours later and finish the rest of my dinner. Yeah. When I was driving for Lyft, it was hard and it was a lot of time I was, I was working so much more time. Yeah. You know, no, you were on, you were just, yeah, you were on there constantly about as much as you walk now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the walking I like doing sure. and I am actually doing work I'm passionate about when right. I walk rather than like, I couldn't write while I was driving that goddamn car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was hard. Airbnb hosts saw $1.5 billion in bookings vanish in mid-March as the travel industry froze, according to the market research firm AirDNA LLC, which analyzes bookings. Airbnb gave guests full refunds and forced hosts to dip into their own pockets or beg for leniency on April loans and rent, which is that, I mean, we all know that's the other thing I think Lyft drivers and stuff are a little more hip to is that like this company doesn't is not my friend. I I, I didn't feel like Lyft was going to take care of me in the event that something happened. Yeah, I when mean, I was doing it. I mean, the app stuff, it just comes down the pipe. You're just on the other end of the app. You don't have like a you don't go to an office. You don't get to see these people that you work for. You just get a new update to the app that says. We've renegotiated bonus structures and it can be a lot bigger for some of you. And it really just means that you're going to get less the next <laughs> time you go to cash out. Every time we've read about uh, bonus structures in the gig economy, it's been because they've fucked them up and made the payouts less. And they always pitch. There's like one one person could make up can make up to a thousand dollars. And then the rest of you are just going to get a hundred, you know. I do like this person that, that they consulted. Hosts should have always been prepared for this income to go away. Really? Said Gina Murata, a principal at Argentia Group Incorporated, which does credit risk analysis for real estate loans. Instead, they build an expensive lifestyle feeding off of it. Um, the startup that gave rise to the short-term rental economy is slashing expenses and secured $2 billion in financing this month, including a $1 billion loan at a hefty interest rate. The Wall Street Journal reported last month that Airbnb had racked up hundreds of millions in losses due to the pandemic. The company hasn't publicly reported figures. Uh, though most real estate economists say that there are too few Airbnb properties to ignite a housing crisis... The breakdown of the Airbnb economy could strain lenders, undermine property values, and validate some local government's long-held suspicions that Airbnb contributed to to the affordable housing crisis, which it did. It yeah. did. It absolutely did. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you go look in, like, they, they said it right at the top, right? That, like, somebody could do an Airbnb for eight grand. A month instead of charging two or three yeah a yeah. month for rent i don't know what they charge for rent in like new jersey and stuff it's right. probably like three three four thousand dollars a month well also i mean airbnb is awful because like the the places they put them in you know a hundred thousand dollar house in like a a, a a neighborhood that's been neglected you know, somebody only needs like $5,000 to put down to get that mortgage going, to get it, you know? But the people in the neighborhood who could afford a mortgage of on a $100,000 place, you mm -hmm. know, they're paying that more than that in rent in most, in most ways. These people can just roll up and buy shit for super cheap. Yeah. And they, and they have the ability to do that, but we don't need to protect them. <laughs> they, I, once again, I don't feel sorry for these people ever. 
Listen to this. Listen to the Airbnb spokesperson. Uh, this is hardcore. What the, what he said. No one anticipated that a global pandemic would require the country to shelter in place and upend the economy, said Airbnb spokesman Nick Pappas. This is temporary. Travel will bounce back. And Airbnb hosts, the vast majority of whom have just one listing, will continue to welcome <laughs> guests and generate income. He's a shark. Yeah, you know, we didn't tell this. We didn't tell her to get 22 fucking houses. We said you could own a house and rent it out, okay? Airbnb is not for uh, rental empire. But they do encourage you to gamify the app. They want you to, like, they want success stories. Like this woman, they, well, <laughs> I mean, not now, but they want stories oh, yeah. like hers. And they, they advertise stories like hers where she's making this huge amount of like, oh, she's making $25,000 a month from her Airbnbs. They, they, they encourage that kind of thing. And now they're like, no, nah, man, we was just saying you could rent out your extra bedroom yeah, to somebody. We were just saying, like, get a hotel and let someone stay in your house for the weekend. We weren't telling people to get mortgages. Uh, AirDNA estimates that a third of Airbnb's U.S. listings for entire homes or apartment, excluding shared rooms, are by hosts with a single property. Another third are run by hosts with between two and 24 properties. The remaining third involve hosts with more than 25 properties. Wait, third? A third have... More um, than 25. Yes. I don't... They didn't get the message, buddy. I don't think, I don't think they heard you on that. That's fucking crazy. That is... I don't think I've ever stayed in one that somebody has more than 25 properties because all the ones I stayed in have been junky. Uh, <laughs> like I, the one we stayed in on Hellfire that is the one I always think about where I think people lived there. <laughs> there were birds. Oh, the one that had the birds. <laughs> the one that had birds. Oh, yeah. They were definitely renting their house out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it made me feel bad. house. Yeah, it made me feel bad. Or somebody died in the house. You know, a lot of people that do the somebody died and... Like I can't stay there. They had they built in bunk beds though to sleep a ton of people. Yeah, there was no reason to have that kind of army barracks style room that we all stayed in. Yeah, some of these hosts renting twenty five plus properties are managed by startups such as Sonder Corp and Lyric Hospitality Inc., which pay to rent hundreds of apartments they sublease on Airbnb and elsewhere. Many of those companies have furloughed or laid off staff in recent. No shit, did they? <laughs> Airbnb's Mr. Papa said the company doesn't break down data by properties and can't comment on the accuracy of air. Why wouldn't they? They're a fucking tech startup. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how to pull that info, man. <laughs> no, I've never looked, actually. Now that you mention it. He makes it sound like he was just a dude that was like, what if people could rent their houses out, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the whole business was like. Just like a closed loop app system where people can talk to folks that just want to stay for the night. Smaller players have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars each buying homes for short-term rentals. Jennifer Keller Hazlitt of Clawson, Michigan spent about $380,000 to buy two Michigan properties in 2018. She said she and her husband cashed out their financial investments and borrowed $100,000 from employers to furnish them. Fuck, dude. Fuck. Wow. You thought you had it. Whoa. You, you thought you had it. I mean, I mean, it's this promise of like a whole world of entrepreneurs because we are raised 
in this country to think that like everybody has this big shot to be the big successful entrepreneur. You just have to go out and grab the bull by the horns and fucking take out a hundred thousands of dollars in loans and cash out all your retirement savings. And then pretty soon you'll be driving one of those long Cadillacs with the bull horns on the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, like it is get rich quick scheme and people don't think of it that way. Like, They'll even say like, "No, no, I'm I'm gonna buy houses on Airbnb. I'm gonna get rich quick." <laughs> they they never think about like that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. There's very rarely are are you going to join an app with a couple hundred thousand other people and get rich with them? Right. So the 47 year old. Oh fuck it, 47. It, this happening too. Oh. These numbers are crazy though. Yes. Like I mean, talking about 20 some properties, like you said, that maybe bring in. A couple thousand dollars a month in profit is fucking outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, even this, if it was a one, th if you made one thousand dollars a month on twenty properties, that's twenty thousand dollars a fucking month. Yeah, a forty-seven-year-old, the forty-seven-year-old expected to net up to seven thousand dollars a month from Airbnb after mortgage payments. You don't deserve supplementing it. her income as a part-time pharmacist and her husband's as a school teacher. Before the virus struck, the couple was considering buying more homes. Now they can't make mortgage payments because no one is booking, she said. We're either borrowing more or defaulting. Airbnb let hosts set their own refund policies over canceled stays. That's fucking nuts. That company, I mean, they, they have billions of dollars. They can pay the... That's the thing, man. They could have paid the fucking refund policies. Well, it actually sounds like it, they couldn't, right? Because uh, well, they had to borrow a few billion dollars. Yeah. Fuck. So the the, the company well, can't do anything and see they don't feel that it's their responsibility to like show leadership in this thing because they see it as an anarcho uh capitalist like program yeah. that they did, you know? Yeah, I heard the cancellation fees, they they just waived them all, right? Is that how it worked? Did Airbnb did that? Airbnb let hosts set their own refund policies over canceled stays. Hosts with strict policies would receive half half the money on canceled stays. Many factored a steady, steady stream of income when planning for the future. Airbnb's Mr. Papa said the majority of active listings didn't have strict cancellation policies. Host's sense of control disappeared as the crisis took hold and the company stepped in to ameliorate travelers' panicked cancellations. Airbnb granted guests full refunds for stays between March 14th and May 31st, wrenching the finances of those who had used Airbnb income to underwrite and sustain their many empires. So basically what happened was they had their own cancellation policies. And on their cancellation policies, if the person canceled, they were still going to have to pay a certain amount of money for the cancellation. Right. And if they depended on that money for that cancellation, the company just gave full refunds and they didn't get that money for that cancellation. Right. 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 Which is like good kind of to me. Like, it's like, you don't want to put people on the hook. They, they you know, who else didn't know fault. coronavirus was yeah. coming? <laughs> the people that were traveling. <laughs> also. Yeah. These people also have the, so far they all have other jobs. They're kind of just disappointed that they're not going to make a whole bunch of money like they were planning to. I know, I know. Some some hosts feel Airbnb hung them out to dry. I don't think the hosts ever thought their policies would be overridden, said Miss Keller Hazlitt. They're very guest-centric. 
Later, Airbnb said it would pay hosts 25% of what they would have received for canceled bookings and created a $17 million fund to help top-rated hosts cover mortgages. Airbnb said it would cap grants at $5,000 per host. There you go. Oh my God! Pay what a mortgages with that. What a fucking situation. That sum would provide little relief to hosts such as Jennifer and David Landrum of Atlanta. In 2016, they started a company named Local, spending more than $14,000 to outfit apartments with rugs, throw pillows, art, and chandeliers. They grossed about $1.5 million annually, mostly through Airbnb. Miss Landrum said renting the 18 apartments they leased and 21 apartments they managed to corporate travelers and film industry workers. They spend about $50,000 annually with cleaning services, about $25,000 on an inspector, and $30,000 a year on maintenance staff and landscapers. Miss Landrum said not to mention spending on furnishings. When Airbnb began refunding guests March 14th, the Landrums had nearly $40,000 in cancellation, she said. The couple has been able to pay only a portion of April rent on the 18 apartments they lease and can't fulfill their obligations to pay three months rent unless bookings resume. They have reduced pay to cleaning staff and others, adding to the stress. Georgia banned short-term rentals through April. It's scary, said Miss Landrum, who said she has discounted some units three times since mid-March. The Landrums have negotiated to get some leniency from apartment owners on their leases. If not, Miss Landrum said they would have have to sell their house. Uh, this is a really bad situation here for the worst. For small business hirings. I mean, but also, I mean, it does trickle down in a way uh, that, you know, people that rely on doing these cleaning services. I'm mm -hmm. I mean, people that rely on Airbnb, it's hard to tour with like 10 people yeah. and stay in hotels. It's hard to do. I mean, Airbnb might be gone. This this might, I feel like this might kill them. But I don't know what that really means for the economy. You know, this is one of those weird things. It's like Cheesecake Factory to me. It's like Cheesecake Factory was this thing. That like seemed like an un like it was too big to fail the cheesecake factory. Oh yeah, legendary. But now it's gone. It There's is? no more cheesecake factory. Why? Because they fucking ran out of money. They don't have any money. Did that really happen? I didn't even they know. They filed that. bankruptcy. Fuck. Yeah. The cheesecake factory is motherfucking gone, dude. That's... Because they couldn't pay their rent. Where else can you go and get a spiral bound book? menu yeah of every type of cuisine done poorly yeah it's 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 i don't know man it does filter down a lot it filters down to like workers that were making almost well, no money the cleaning people i mean like that's the thing about the trickle down thing is that like it, when they make more money they keep it when they lose money that's what trickles down we, that's true that's what happens is that they start saying they start firing the low lowest people yeah, they, they start making them work for less money or uh, somebody wrote in that they were uh, maybe I have the, the link, but somebody said they were uh, working at a at, at a bar and it's not open, but the employer is like, you can come in. Yeah, I think I can. I think it might be in here. No, it wasn't in here. But uh, the, the somebody said to the employees, hey, you can come in and work. Um but we're going to give you a pay cut. Like you get one third, you get a, you get two thirds of what you normally average with tips. 
Fuck. And they make him come in there and are doing just like cleaning work and repair work and working as like an hourly wage. You know, oh. they're bartenders. Actually, do you remember when we talked about Christy Lights? The uh, lighting place for live performance. The yes. guy that emailed me from Seattle. Yes. And uh, said that like uh, he didn't know what was going to end up happening. The uh, owner was this like guy that uh, the owner was this guy that was like every you know everybody's building this up and not and he like sort of wasn't taking it seriously or anything yeah that guy just closed his seattle office he just it's done it's gone and like that dude had been working there for like i think he said like 10 years or something and that like he has no fucking idea what he's going to do. He actually sent me a video walking into this warehouse that he'd been working in after it was completely emptied out. And I was just like, this story is just like, I mean, it's, we, we're just, we're in such a terribly cutthroat society that, um, they're just going to let all this shit fucking go away and watch it happen. You know, as long as the people in charge keep their money. Yeah. And you're right about it. It's like everything's so fucking cutthroat that we now have to like, depend on uh everything's so cutthroat that like the people that uh uh need help the most are are like uh they're you have to step over each other you know and they're not doing anything to help us there's there's nothing happening anymore to help regular ass people it's all moved on to like bailing out small businesses and shit like that and just like the airbnb thing it's like when this people are making 1.5 million dollars a year i wonder what they're paying their fucking uh the the workers that that clean the houses and stuff for them you know that's probably 25 dollars to clean the house or some shit it's probably nothing and like it just uh i don't know man it it is that that Airbnb thing's wild, but here's another one. I read this today. Um, this is off BuzzFeed. David Trone, a Democratic member of Congress from Maryland, has positioned himself as a protector of frontline workers during the coronavirus pandemic. In recent days, he has tweeted about connecting with labor leaders to help provide support for the labor community and posted a mass selfie of himself waiting in his car to vote to help workers impacted by this crisis. In mid-March, the company he co-founded and owns announced an important benefit for its own essential employees, a $2 an hour pay raise probably made them very happy where's this at this is uh in it doesn't say no where. what's the what's the business it's called wine total wine oh total wine i do love total wine total wine i think it's kentucky if i'm not uh, maryland it's maryland okay yeah they had the yeah i've been to one of those they but had there was more of them there was a lot of them in the dc area fucking awesome huge warehouse just filled with every kind of booze you can imagine <laughs> But a few weeks later, Trone's multi-billion dollar company, Total Wine and More, the country's largest privately owned wine, beer, and liquor retailer with 206 stores in 24 states, reversed course. In a confidential memo obtained by BuzzFeed News, Total Wine's chief stores officer informed its managers, but not its rank-and-file employees, that the company was not continuing the coronavirus raises for hourly workers due in part because of the trends in the business and external environment. Which, isn't the liquor business doing well I've been drinking so much more. Everybody is. Everybody's drinking like crazy. (laughs) I know. But I guess... 
Um, they're probably getting it from the grocery store while they're there or something instead of going to just going to a beer, liquor, wine emporium when you're supposed to be quarantined does seem, but if you're going to buy it for like the whole month, can you get liquor in yeah. those places at the grocery store? No. Uh, well, our Gro- Kroger has liquor. Mine does. Some of them do. Yes. That like, but mine does too. I mean, that's increased a lot more, but there are a lot of places where you have to go to a, liquor to store. a package store to get liquor. Virginia, especially. Yeah. So like people are going to this place. Yeah. I would assume. And it's a multi-billion dollar company. And it's a Democratic member of Congress from Maryland who is running around talking about how he's here to help uh, frontline employees. Uh, we are unable to predict the long-term impact that COVID-19 will have on our business and the economy, the memo read. We are all doing what we can to ensure that we stay open and continue to be a growing business. Why can't you just stay open and continue to be a business? Why do you have to continue to grow? Yeah. During a fucking pandemic. How about right now you continue to just stay around? Pay the bills. That sounds like the move, right? For sure. Uh, BuzzFeed News spoke with nine total wine employees across the country who said they were infuriated with the decision. Those who asked managers for more information got little in the way of answers. There was no justification for taking away, away, said Antonio Arguizoni, who works at Total Wine Store in Sacramento. They just said it was stopping and everyone was going back to minimum or hourly wage. That week, Total Wine employees who met certain conditions did get a $25 wine voucher <laughs> and offering some viewed as in, an insulting consolation prize. Yeah. Oof. Don't give me a fucking voucher for to spend at your fucking place. Company script. Yeah. Total Wine workers told BuzzFeed News that despite the memo's reference to economic uncertainty, sales at their stores are at unprecedented highs for the this time of year. Thanks to employers work safely. Thanks to employees work safely navigating in-store purchase, quickly launching a new curbside pickup service while being barred from collecting tips and keeping track of so many delivery orders that they can barely keep shelves stocked. Many employees pointed out that new safety precautions were implemented the same week their raise was withdrawn. So, uh... As a manager, I try not to be negative, but it's hard to be positive right now, one California employee said. Why did you take away the hazard pay, but yet you're saying now it's mandatory that we wear gloves and a mask? At many of the country's major grocers and retailers, including Costco, Walmart, Kroger, CVS, Target, Whole Foods, Safeway, Albertsons, and uh, Amazon, hazard pay has become a common way to reward essential workers for the extra public health risks they face while much of the rest of the country stays at home. But exactly how long these measures will stay in place is an open question. Some companies such as Kroger and Target have said they will give workers hazard pay until the end of May, but others haven't been as clear. Uh, the total wine memo said the company said it's pay raised to last 28 days. A total wine spokesperson told Buzzfeed news that the extra $2 an hour wage was always temporary and not intended to be hazard pay, but meant to help employees during a surge in business. This guy is scum, dude. Oh my God. Oh man. While some total wine stores might still be experiencing record sales, that's not true across the country, he said. Although he declined to provide financial figures, business is returning back to normal, he said. This was a surge and the surge subsided, which is not true. People still going to drink. So these they're saying the $2 an hour was because the demand surged? Yeah, so they were like demand is surging. Uh, we're going to give you 2 more dollars an hour. This is not Hazard pay. 
This is just 28 days of extra pay. When you're, did, did, did you hear the amount of services that they implemented in that time that they gave them the extra $2 an hour and curbside delivery and like curbside service and delivery and all of these new things that they've put in place aren't going to go away, right? Like they're still going to be doing that work. Just not getting the two extra dollars. Yeah, and you fuck yourself over because everybody's gonna remember that they were getting paid two dollars an hour in April. Yeah, yeah. It just pisses people off. You like, I mean, that guy—that's a manager. That's your manager that was on getting interviewed right there. That was saying how pissed they are about it. I mean, and and, and I can't stress this enough. This guy is a fucking politician that is like, you know, uh, I'm sticking up for the working man. I'm going in and voting for raises for, you know, frontline workers. I'm reaching out to labor leaders. And then this is the way he runs his business. And this is the way fucking business runs in America, right? This is how politicians work. They fucking, what it is, is, is it's that they say that they care. But when it comes to their own business, they don't care. The perfect example, this is the perfect small business tyrant example except for this is a large business but like it's like when i saw the guy that owned the camera store that i worked at at a bernie sanders rally holding a fight for 15 sign when he fucking owns a camera store and paid me 840 an hour right to right. work there it's it's exactly like that it's like these people think that like and this guy is running a billion dollar business a, a billion and a half dollar fucking business and he's saying oh i can't afford to do it anymore that extra two dollars is killing me right what is it what is it killing you how is it killing how is the booze industry not going to keep surging you know when people drink a lot they have to keep drinking <laughs> yeah you need more <laughs> Yeah. You hair of the dog for the next day. Yeah. In a, statement, in a statement, the spokesperson added that the company moved quickly to keep workers safe during the pandemic. In many instances, well before others did so, and has made substantial investments in additional hiring and employee benefits. Total Wine has hired 1,400 new workers since mid-February, he said. A spokesperson for Rep Trone declared to, Representative Trone declared to comment, referring all questions to Tonal Wine. Representative Trone co-owns the company with his brother. So <laughs> he said, go to my brother. Hey, why don't yeah. you go talk to my fucking brother? That is such I'm here, I'm here to tell other businesses to do better. I'm not supposed to, I'm not here to talk about my own. Yeah, yeah. And uh that's wild, man. That that is another those these these guys are scumbags man Ugh, fuck these people i have another scumbag that we can take a look at and that is uh the dumb well one of the dumbest men i've ever heard of in my life today at uh i, I guess it was at 4 20 in the morning like he was up doing a 4 20 maybe i guess okay cool um uh, Elon Musk has clearly had enough of the lockdowns being advised by experts to limit the spread of COVID-19 writing on Twitter today. Free America now. No, he did. <laughs> he did. I didn't see that. He did. He did. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Tesla boss vented his frustrations while praising Texas Governor Abbott's plans to reopen some businesses in the state from Friday and sharing a newspaper op-ed with the caption, give people their freedom back. Yeah, freedom to die. 
to shop. This is all shopping, dude. It's all shopping. This is all of the people that want us to have our freedom back are people <laughs> that they're capitalists. Yeah, they're they want- people that make money when we shop. <laughs> No, they, there was that picture. They want to. They want to go and get pineapple margaritas and a bowl of nachos. Uh, that's what they want. They don't. They don't want to work. They want to make somebody else serve them. Yes. Yeah. They. They. Uh, they want to be able to when they get. Bo- I'll. I'll tell this story. Uh, yesterday, I, I. I got a new when I went grocery shopping. I got a thing to make cold brew in, mm-hmm. and then I bought like a little container, like a water bottle. It was like fucking four bucks. So that I could take the cold brew with me on my walk and, you know, put ice cubes in it and then drink it when yeah. I want my coffee or whatever. So I wouldn't have to pay for coffee anymore when I was out walking. I don't have to go into a coffee shop or anything like that. And um, so so I got I, I, I got all the stuff, but I couldn't fit the ice cubes in the top of the water thing. The water bottle that I bought. It was a thin one. Okay. And I was like, so I need to get one of those skinny ice cube makers ah yes and i was like but i'm not i can't you can't go to the store and just buy a skinny ice ice cube maker now so i had to order it on amazon and get it delivered in like five days Uh but like at least i made the the decision of like okay like i need it but i don't like need 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 it you know (laughs) i guess how i was thinking about right i'm very much like uh uh I'm taking, like, you know, I had to fix the toilet today, so I had to go to a place to get the stuff to fix the toilet. But, like, in the end, like, you, they really want the freedom to go and wander around Target. Yeah. That is, like, the main thing they're asking for is the freedom to, to go look through the racks at Old Navy. <laughs> go through the clearance bins. Yeah. <laughs> they, they want to... Uh, yeah, they want to. They want to be able to go to Red Robin and get unlimited steak fries. Well, we we all know about those That's steak fries, though. That's the hugest scam ever made, ever perpetrated on the American citizenship. They give you eleven fries. We fucking counted them. They give you eleven fries at the time, and then they never come back to your table. Because here's the thing: you can't make fries fast enough to really give a guy like me unlimited fries. Impossible. I'm a. I. You know what unlimited fries means to me? It's probably literally unlimited. Like I could eat fries. <laughs> I could eat fries and never stop eating fries. I love them. So yeah. that they're you, your favorite kind too. The worst kind. Steak fries. Yeah. What's that worse? What's bad about them? They're mashed potatoes in the middle, basically. Oh, that's so. It's good, right? Like it's like you get like a crispy outside and then a shitload of potato on the inside. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I want my freedom back. I want to be able to fucking go. What? What? I I don't want my Toby Keith concert to get canceled this summer. You know, there's yeah. a lot of that. I got to see Megadeth. Yeah. Well, you see, that's sad, right? Because we were gonna like be able to be on the guest list to a Megadeth concert, and now it might not happen. And uh, that is sad for me. But I don't think they should reopen the economy so we can go see Megadeth. Right. Well, ask Ben Shapiro. He's willing to get rid of our 80-year-olds. Everybody 80 and up, get out of here. Yeah. They are fascists, man. That's just like, that They're sounds evil. like some weird fucking sci-fi novel where you turn 80 and then you just die. Well, they are talking about it like, 
he is that was the idea of the death panels argument if we got uh if if we got socialized medicine we got universal health care they said that like doctors are gonna start making decisions to let your grandma fucking die because it's too expensive to take care of them and it's like uh mm, now you're making the argument i was always for it <laughs> it's just they they I mean, we do know that they value, we do know that they dice up humanity into pieces that are worth more than other pieces. Yeah, that's part of their realism. Which is, I mean, that's like, that's really the core of like my anarchism is that like, I don't think that there are more expendable people. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I can't think of anybody more expendable than me. You know, of course, me, I think I'm the most important person in the world, but I also, I don't, I don't think I'm more deserving to stay alive than anybody else. Right. Even if they're 90 years old, right. I think they, you know, you get to die when you die. That's the thing, you know, uh, in response, I, and, and the, the freedom thing is so weird. It is like, I, I walked by a protest on Monday. Cause I always walk down high street and they're all protesting in front of the state house and the signs, uh, when you read them are so weird. Like this woman was holding terrible sign. This was not leftist. You're great at signs. This person went and got a poster board and a Sharpie and in single, not block letters or anything, just in single line letters wrote, I have a permission slip to be here. It's called the Constitution. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh, saw no. another guy wearing a shirt that said, I'm 1776% sure you're not going to take my guns from me. And on the other side was wearing a V for Vendetta mask on the other side of his head. On the back side? On of the back side. Yeah, he's like, I'm fucking like the Joker, dude. I can put this thing on and really do a V right now. It's an odd mix of people standing outside of the state house, really. It's about 30, usually, maybe less. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's every kind of person, really. I think there's a lot of, like, middle-class people that are worried about their jobs and shit yeah. standing out there. And, and, and like, uh, it, do it, it isn't all white ladies. And it's, you know, there's a lot of Trump people there. Of you course. Know? It's like, with the big... They're wearing the shirt that says like Trump, and there's a lot of the uh, you know the, the AI generated T-shirts outside. Like I'm bored in January. That yeah. means I love my ham and my guns. Yeah, <laughs> we should make that. I'm, I'm my... born in January. That means I love my ham and my guns. <laughs> but you know, it's like a lot of those people. It. I don't know, man. It seems like. Maybe 60% of them, you could have a con. Me and you could go have a conversation with them and change their mind. No way. You don't think so? No fucking way. You don't think so? No. Because it is the next. They're running beard. on pure, just gut feeling. They just think this is horse shit. They don't, have any, they don't have any way to prove it. Maybe they have memes. Maybe they don't. They're just going to say it's all horse shit. Who cares? Well, I was thinking about it today with those people, especially. I was thinking about it today and like. I have been, I feel very lucky that I didn't, I haven't gotten coronavirus. Okay. And, uh, nobody that I'm around has gotten coronavirus, which makes me feel good. 
because that means like if I, you know, if if you guys don't have it and if my wife and daughter don't have it and I don't have it, like I haven't really been touched by it. Right. Sure. Like, and I was thinking today, but I have seen people that were, I, I, um, I'm going to group chat with a guy who lost his, his, uh, grandpa, like really in February to coronavirus and, and Jordan Freeman online, a, a, a sweet person who, who just lost their dad to it. Like I've seen the toll of it, but not personally. Right. And if you think about being one of these idiot libertarians that, that everything that happens in the world is like just out it, all that they see is their perspective on the world. If they haven't been touched by by the devastation that coronavirus causes, you know, then they probably do. I mean, it's easy to convince yourself that it's fake and people are just being sheeple. Yeah. You know, and it, it just to me, like when I when I was thinking about that, I was like, it feels like you could really talk to somebody and be like, hey, you know, it, I think explaining why the lockdown is happening is important because they think the lockdown is so that we don't get it right. Like they think that we're being locked down and protected by the government yeah. in a way. That's what they think is happening. And they hate the idea of the government protecting us. But, but if I think if you explain to them, Hey, we're doing it so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system and more people die that it could have been prevented yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. We don't want people dying in the hallways of the hospital. It's like what we're, they hate it when you do anything in the hallways in the hospital. I fainted one time and a, and a nurse just ran up to me and said, you can't do that here. Really? <laughs> so. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was, uh, I got, I had the kidney stones when I was like, uh, 19 and, uh, they had to put a, they had to do surgery on me. So they had to put a stent where my kidneys were. So it wouldn't close up. Cause I had had this big kidney stone. It would have closed up and killed me. So they had to put like a stent in there to hold whatever the, the P tube is in uh -huh. your body. Right. And so I had to get that stent taken out. I don't know why they can't make a dissolving stent. I wish they could. I really do. But I had to go to take, get the stent taken out and they didn't give me any medicine at all. Right. Like I had pain pills that I had been taking. And I probably took some before I went there, but they didn't give me like nerve medicine or anything. And then they brought out this really long metal thing and they were like, we're going to stick this in your pee hole and it, it's going to feel pretty weird. And we're going to pull the stent out from like up here and they fucking did it, you know? And like, to my recollection, it didn't hurt that bad. It felt like I had a really big pee. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's all it felt like, but man, seeing the thing really fucked with me. And when I walked out, when they were like, okay, you're good. You can go. And I walked out of the room. I lay, I just fucking was like, I got to lay down and laid down in the floor in the hallway of the doctor's office. And this woman came up to me and just cracked a smelling salt. And she's like, you can't lay here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably good because if you're sticking long things in people's pee holes, you don't want them walking in and seeing some guy just laying in the hallway after it. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I, I just at that point when I when I had that realization today that these people haven't necessarily been touched by it, and and that like you know 
just people I know, the, the ones that make big assumptions on human nature based on the people that are in their life. Right. Sort of thing. Yep. It feels like it feels like they can be reached, but they're not going to get reached by a politician. They got to get they can be reached by somebody that pushes back against them. Here's the fucking they won't problem. Even get vaccinations for their kids. That's true. There were they fucking so sad. This this girl probably 15 years old that has uh, uh that had an American flag like as a blanket around her and was holding a sign that said, "No, we won't take your vaccines." And it's like, "Oh my god." You know, but but like some of them, I, I I didn't say 100% of them could be reached, but I do feel like some of them could be reached if somebody just had like a reasonable fucking conversation with them. That's like, dude, like V for Vendetta guy, 17, 76%. The reason he's probably being such a prick about it is because anybody in his life that's smart that would explain it to him has washed their hands of him in the Trump years, you know? Right. And then like 2016 when they're like, oh, fuck, these people are crazy, you know? And and uh, I don't know. I feel like some of them could be reached, but but I do think there's a healthy portion that is just like they're just gonna do what they're gonna fucking do. And if yeah. they open businesses back up, they're gonna go to them. But I think a, a good portion of us are not going to. I mean, I read a really interesting article article on the Apple News app. Uh huh. It push notified me. That's only I never look at the Apple News app. I would never. Okay. But it push notified me of what the world looks like after COVID-19. And I got like real, I, I'm curious. Like it was like, what what does it look like as we open up? And this was the first time I'd read something that talked about opening businesses back up and, and getting life back to some semblance of normalcy, right? Uh -huh. And you know, they talked about sporting events where they said, I think we can maybe do sporting events, but uh, people will have to have one seat between them and then each, it'll be every other row at first. So, like, I I mean, it's something, you yeah. know. But then they mentioned bars. And we're talking about, like, capacity at first is going to be very low. And you're still going to want to do the social distancing measures. So everybody in the bar will have to be six feet away from the other person in the bar. And, like, it's like, what is... And, and the person said, it's like... I don't even think that's a bar experience. Yeah. You know? that's not it's possible. like, why are we opening these things up? Like, I think like if they open the bars, up, I think a way to help the bars is to let them open up and sell to go drinks. Right. Like if they, if they loosen the liquor laws and let these bars sell drinks to go, then some of the like cocktail bars and stuff like that would probably do. Okay. And they are letting them deliver them through Grubhub and shit now. Yeah. But like, I think that, that bars could make a little bit of money if they could sell stuff to go. Um, but like, it seems like it's going to be a while before you can like have a bar experience. And, uh, that to me, I mean, obviously in my line of work, I want people to go to bars because I want to go do my shows and my shows happen in bars. But I also, they were talking about restaurants and they're like, you can reduce the capacity of the restaurants by half at first. And then you have to figure out how the waiters and waitresses or, you know, waiters, wait staff, how the wait staff is going to uh, take orders and deliver food 
six feet away from the people that are there. Like, how is all this going to happen? How are you going to like make this like a sterile environment at first? And it just led me to be like, we should just fucking make peace with lockdown until like August. And just, we should just, just make peace with it. And like, at this point, just be like, this is going to go on until August and it sucks. And we're going to miss the 4th of July and we're going to miss all the barbecues and we're going to miss all this great stuff. Pelotonia is not going to happen and stuff like that. But I think it is, I think we're at a point where like, if we want things to go back to normal, it's going to take a, it's going to take a while because you can't go to a bar and stand six feet away from somebody. This is also some damn dumb shit. And I've been listening to stuff about the 1918 flu. And they made the same exact mistake. Everybody fucking quarantined. They're like, all right, we beat it. And then they open it back up. A ton of people get it and they close again. Yeah. And that's what's going to be here because they're not willing to do any sort of assistance or to to businesses or to people in, that need income. They don't want to pay for it. They yeah. simply do not want it. There's places now where um, they're, they're saying, like, if you don't show up to work, that's a that's a voluntary quit, which means you're not... Un, you can't collect unemployment. These Texas people that are opening shit next week. Yeah. If you don't show up to work, you don't get unemployment. Yeah. You're yeah. fucked. Yeah. That's so, the thing. And they're, you're being forced to be, you're being forced to, to be, uh, you know, I don't know, exposed to, yeah. exposed to this. There's going to be a second wave is what they're saying. Yeah. We're going to have, and to it's going to be worse. We're going to have to flatten another curve because people are going to run around and just get reckless. And, and that's why I think we need to make peace. Like, I don't know why we can't make peace with like, this is going to take a long time and we're just going to have to get used to this for now. But if, if we make peace with it and we gradually come back, if, if we just let, I know you don't want to miss your summer. I don't want, I know you don't like want to lose your summer or whatever, but like, I saw the stat that like the Spanish flu by this period, there had been the same amount of deaths that we had maybe more, a little more deaths than we had. And then they were like, fuck it, we're done. They went back and then there were 25 million deaths yeah. from it. And that is like the risk that like Texas and Georgia and Las Vegas is the one that really fucks me up because they're like, let us be a test case. But Las Vegas is a state or a city. It's not, a, I know it's not a state. Las Vegas is a city that depends on tourists. So people would just fly in there and fly home in three days. They're giving away rooms now. I saw like a thing that was like, they will give you a fucking room for five days with food. And they'll also give you like $30 in money to gamble for $99 and shit. I'd somebody shared the post yeah. on Facebook and it's just like, so people are going to go to Vegas and then spread it around and then they're going to just spread it right back to places all over the country. Like the fucking president sucks. Sh Donald Trump is a real fucking piece of work. If yeah. you ask me, mango Mussolini, the mango, that friggin' my grandma calls him the mango Mussolini. Okay. I did see somebody call him Drumpf really? yesterday on the, no, no, it was dump. Ah, uh, uh, Donald small t big r rump have you ever seen that one when they yeah. spell it out they'll do small t uppercase r so it's it's t rump rump because he's a rump this guy's a real fucking rump okay <laughs> i like rumps i like big rumps and i can't oh my god that's embarrassing i think about that song 
that would be like totally gone if our law passed. Oh yeah, baby got back would be gone. You it wouldn't be allowed like, to play it out loud anymore. Like fucking years ago, private right listening. Now. Yeah, only private. But yeah, um, what? There's also, I mean, I, I have one. Uh, someone sent to us um, a place called Collector's Universe. Do you know it at all? Um, I bet you don't, because it pro- it sounds like something you would know more than something I would know. Collector, You're a collector. Collector's Universe. Um, they do collectibles, so they are yeah. professional sports authenticator. Okay. They do coin grading. They do uh, certified coin exchanges, so kind of like StockX for coins. <laughs> um, they are. Uh, they author. They do. Signature authentication, stuff like that. Here's the here's the letter that was posted on the on the door uh, at one of their offices to all of our employees. Our company, like other businesses and individuals across our nation, is concerned about the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. We wish to do what we can to help contain and slow the spread of the coronavirus virus and to keep all our employees as safe and healthy as possible. At the same time. Our government is not only recommending, but asking companies and their employees working in or supporting critical sectors of the economy to continue working, right? So um, the government is like, there's Hank Aaron baseball cards that have to be graded. We have to do coin exchange. I mean, it really is a thing now where you can pay off the governor and become an essential. It's true. WWE did it, you know? And there's a there. It sounds like this place did too. They became an essential business. Yes. More more specifically, on March 19th, Gavin Newsom, governor of California, issued a shelter-in-place stay-home order for the entire state. However, an exemption from that order was provided for companies and firms conducting certain essential business activities to allow them to continue their essential business activities. Oh, that's a little redundant. Um, why here we go well i need the reason yeah our company's employee our our company's employees qualify as a essential workers on a essential uh workers under the governor's shelter in place stay-at-home order in particular but without limitations our company and workers provide critical support services for companies and firms operating in the financial sector of the economy there's so wall so they're coin collectors coin collectors operate like in like wall street they're basically saying like we're basically like wall street as that's as, how StockX stays open too as one example the authentication and grading services our workers provide can only be rendered at our authentication and grading facility yeah so i see that they have to be there they don't though collecting coins I mean, I don't think StockX should be open, really. But, I mean. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I don't. A lot of this, everything's not essential. But but StockX has taken steps, too. Like, a lot of the, the weirdest thing about StockX now is that anything new that drops, they don't have pictures of it yet. So, they have somebody draw what it looks like. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, anytime. Is it good? I mean, you can sort of tell what the shirt's going to look like, but it takes a little while before you get to see the actual shirt. Uh, Supreme just did like a uh, something. Oh, like, My Bloody Valentine. Well, no, they have pictures of that, though. That's oh. the newer thing after My Bloody Valentine. 
I texted Tom the day I saw that, and he was like, "Yeah, I got the hoodie and a, a beanie." He did, yeah, man. He, he, you know what he said to me? That's such an old guy thing. I'm, I'm, I'm busting Tom Sexton out, and he was like, "Probably most of these kids wearing this, uh, this My Bloody Valentine stuff never even heard of the band until two weeks ago." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I texted him about it too. I was like, "Are you getting that My Bloody Valentine shit?" And he was like. He said, most of the people haven't heard it. And I was like, they should have to turn in their Spotify listens. Yeah. In order to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Tom text about StockX like once a day, basically. Uh, uh, I have I have another yeah. one if you Let's want see it. Let's see it. Oh, yeah, man. I just closed my computer because I'm done. fun. And this is, fits into a certain type of owner. Um, and you're going to know how how crazy this ride is about to get with just this opening line. I'm excited. Um, this is for a beer distributor. Whether you're a Bob Dylan fan or not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I listened to it. Now you have to listen to it. Well, everybody loves Dylan. Everybody knows Dylan. That's the, that's what I was going to say. That's what the problem becomes with like, like dad types, like guys that like me sort of where you're like, whatever fucking music you like, you know you like Bob Dylan. We all like Bob Dylan. And it's like, no, no, like we don't all like Bob Dylan. Now, I'm not shitting on Bob Dylan, but I'm probably never going to listen to Bob Dylan again in my entire life. I went through like a five-week phase. I listened to a lot of Bob Dylan. And now I've like, I was like, oh, I experienced Bob Dylan. But like a guy like this sounds like the type of guy that like won't let it Go, you don't fucking like blonde on blonde, dude. Come on, what come the on. hell, really? Get out of get Yo, this guy what? out of here. Um, oh, this is actually this is from the person. Yeah, I work for this beer and wine distributor uh, as a salesperson. I sell to bars and restaurants for the most part. Most part, since they've shut down, I've been made to work helping out some of the company's grocery stores sale people for twenty five percent reduced pay for my commissions from last year. Ah, oh, fuck, reducing. Well, that's commissions, but it's still not fair. They should just eat it. You know, a beer distributor's not going out of business. Yeah. Plenty of beers being sold. Now, so now it's reduced pay and being constantly reminded. So, whether you're a Bob Dylan fan or not, he has a classic song that is very apropos these days named The Times They Are A-Changin'. And boy, they sure are. The new normal is yet to be determined, but it is certain to be new and nothing like normal. There are a few events in one's life that have such magnitude it forever changes your worldview. Some include the Great Depression, the assassination of JFK, the moon landing, the global financial crisis of 08, and that the most... That doesn't rate, like, as much, you know? It wasn't like a thing that, like, really... It wasn't like an airplane hitting a building. It was more like a slow motion, like, yeesh. Yeah. Oof. The most impactful in our lives, and probably yours, the terrorist attacks of 9-11. No, no, this is. This is more impactful than that by now, I think. It's changed every person in America, in the world's life. So this is so this is where it starts. I mean, first of all, what the fuck does this have to do with selling beer or wine? Uh, well, he wants to he's talk about Bob Dylan, too, in 9-11. They think, like, they're like, Pop Pop's going to get in his chair. Everybody get around. I want to tell you about. So I've been there. Well, I was around for JFK. I was around for the 08 depression. I I know a little bit about this. Let me go ahead and tell you about it. I've read a few books. 
Okay. Yes. I've read a bunch of books about American history, which I love books about history. I'm a big history buff. There were like eight guys in history. It was Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, uh, FDR, Teddy Roosevelt. That was like all the guys in history. And uh, some of my favorites, I mean, some of my favorites are George Washington and John Adams. Uh, big, big history guy over here. So here's the positive spin on this. Oh no! However, it appears COVID nineteen may have yet yet may. Oh, sorry. However, it appears COVID nineteen may yet have the most lasting impact and create the greatest change in how we will live going forward. To be sure, our lives are forever changed. Some of it good, some of it not so good, and much to be determined. This guy has a real micro vibe. Right. Now. I also think that like our lives are going to change. But I think these guys are acting like it's going to be super markedly different from in, in like two years, you know, where it's like this social distancing is still going to be going on in 2024, you know, and I, I just don't, I don't know. I think that's that they, 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 I'm like a wait and see kind of person. Like when this thing gets back to normal, I'm I'm like, let's wait and see. Let's see what's going to happen. I'm not forecasting anything. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I know that I've seen a lot of things happen. I don't think we're going to change for the better, I guess. is, is Yeah, guess. this isn't this isn't beneficial to anybody. No, I don't no, think. no. Uh, for a while, at least some of it may go like this. You ready? Oh, my God. Face masks anytime and anywhere will be ordinary. Toilet paper, cleaning supplies, and canned goods stockpiled in the basement. Okay, that's not... People are already not doing that. Most Not, not a lot of people have basements either. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And the toilet... He's stockpiling yes. toilet paper and cleaning products. Concern for our kids going back to school, but even more concern about them not. Handshakes are out, replaced by elbows, shoe clicks, and head nods. I'm not going to do any of those things, but I didn't do a lot of handshaking, neither. I'm still hugging. I'm looking forward to the day where we hug again. Always hoping the person next to us doesn't start coughing. Touchless financial tra transactions are in and cash is out. Reduced what? social distancing is the new personal intimacy. <laughs> Shop till you drop while you're in your pajamas. Got to wash hands at least five times a day. What is this fucking guy doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's rapping like Did Dylan. he write this? Oh, maybe that's why I should do it like that. Maybe I should do it like that. Face masks anytime and anywhere will be ordinary. Toilet paper, cleaning supplies, canned goods, stockpiled in the basement. Is face masks everywhere bad? I don't know. Is that like, like a bad? If you're sick, I think you it, wear a face mask cool. from now on. I think I don't like to see someone's mouth when they're talking. I do too. I'm saying, but is it like the worst thing in the fucking world if sick people maybe think about it and wear a mask when they go to work or something like that? Right. You know? That's true. That's true. Um, let me see. Shop till you drop while you're in pajamas. Oh, four star takeout dining. Will we ever use our Stubbs movie card again? That that one's been bugging me a little bit, but they said that they're extending it for another two months. Okay. So your Stubbs is okay. Renewed appreciation of the great outdoors and life's simple pleasures. Self-service checkout at retail. Fewer elevators and more stairs. Never again plan the family vacation without trip insurance. What is this? Telemedicine before heading to the doctor's office. What is trip insurance? Who has trip insurance? Oh, I always decline that. Nobody They're gets like, trip insurance. Seventeen ninety eight more. Yeah, and you're like, fuck that, man. No. 
I don't have seventeen ninety eight. I have five thousand dollars that I'm paying. <laughs> don't break the rules because your neighbor is watching. Temperature checks before boarding a plane, entering what? a business, or even grandma's house. Again, I don't think that's like, I I don't think that's permanent. First of all, and secondly, these aren't things that are like. I I mean, I don't know if he's saying they're that bad or whatever, but these aren't things that seem to me like. It's like who, asked, who we all we've been reading about. We like we've been, we 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 know what's happening. Yes, yeah. He's not and who's he, who's who is he enlightening with? He has this? a captive audience. He does have. That's what it is. <laughs> and he's, he he's loves a, it. He's, he's going to do some writing. Yes. Yeah. You're right. This is his exercise to to make people read what he write. What he made writes. his wife read it like four times. Yeah, I think it's quite inspiring. Actually. Yeah, I think these. I think they're going to really sell some beer after this. It has the spirit of Dylan in it. Yeah, I think we're going to distribute a lot more beer after they read this. They'll really get it. Less mass transit and more Vespas. Okay. What weird, is that? Weird, weird call out. <laughs> I, why Vespas? A bicycle maybe Vespas who. Uh, oh, this guy can't ever imagine riding a bicycle. He's just like, I'll ride. He's he gets, he's one of the guys that honks at bicyclists when they're yeah. riding on the street. Virtual wine tastings and distillery tours. Fucking how? I don't know. Like they mail you, like they mail you a flight, and then you go online and you watch and you drink alongside while they explain Im it. Imagine that one of the things you're thinking about when you're listing all the changes to society are distillery tours and wine tastings. Yeah. Like, I don't think about that shit. Like, at all. Greater appreciation of each day and less looking ahead to next week. No. Well, I'm looking ahead. I gotta yeah. tell you the truth. Like, if I'm not looking ahead, I'm feeling really bad. Total desperation for live college and professional sports. A whole lot more businesses, contingency planning. What does that mean? Full, fully stocked liquor cabinets and door-to-door -door delivery when it's not. Time to decorate and soundproof the home office. Why soundproof? I'm sick and fucking tired of this soundproof thing. You, you, you're making people work from home. People have to work from home. And uh, people also have to live in that home. Definitely getting a flu shot, but probably no more salad bars. Good, good, fucking great. No salad bars. Salad bars fucking suck shit. It's a scam. Yeah, they're terrible. It's a trap. I hate fucking salad bars. Less time in large urban cities and more in the open rural countryside. I'm going to tell you something. Really? I'm gonna, Who's doing that? I'm going to tell you something right now. That is not going to happen with me. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a countryside guy. What are you going to do out there? You're just going to go sit and look at it? Yeah, well, he's saying, like, because you can't shop, people are enjoying the outdoors. Right. Which I've found to be very cool, that people are going outside and, like, spending time outside and realizing that, like, you don't have to swipe your card. Right. A trained barber in every house. Okay. Oof. Well, I mean, I guess, but I also, sitting on, like, a folding chair, when they can't move you up and down or, like, wash your hair, and it's going to look bad. Right. They're going to open barbershops back up eventually, though. You know? Another quality home-cooked meal with the family. Oh, you mean frozen empanadas from Aldi again? You're not ordering out? Like, this guy's not ordering out at all? But... I actually am. I, I'm not ordering out that much at this point. I'm, like, holding off. Like, this week, we're not ordering out till Saturday because we're having a party. Okay. And, and, and I want to be clear. 
It's me, my daughter, and my wife. My daughter has been making decorations for the entire week, and she's saying it's going to be a rager cowboy-themed party. Okay. So, I guess, uh, yeah, we're going to be having a party. The home-cooked meal, like, there's lots of people that were showing off their fancy fucking food because they don't have kids. Yeah. Like, I'm just eating so many, like, my dinner tonight was uh, those mini pierogies and a frozen peas. That yeah, was, that was the home cooked meal that we had tonight. Yeah, I mean we had fresh pasta and uh, I made I made pasta. We're we're like really trying to eat good, like good food if we can. If we have, you know, I I have time. Me and Katie have time usually. More saving for the rainy day fund and less debt. Yeah, that is so out of touch. That's Who's never gonna saving fucking happen. money right now. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Well, he's saying when things get back, we're going to be, we're, th- we learned a lesson and we're going to oh. start saving money. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, none of us can say, sa- I can't save money. I don't have anything in savings. Exercise your mail-in right to vote. Support the newly reopened local family business. What? Full commitment to living a healthier lifestyle. Nope. You none can't be stuck in your house like a fucking gerbil and have a healthy lifestyle. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't happen. I don't know. I was thinking that some of the wrestlers are gonna probably come back fucking jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're stuck in one place all day and they're just gonna fucking work their asses off to get get big. Yeah. Long overdue appreciation for our doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers, and, and never- grocery store workers. No. No? no, no, no. It didn't say the grocery store workers, no, no. fast food workers, no, uh, no. Grubhub drivers, nope. Okay. Just the doctors, nurses, and healthcare. Okay, well. and never again assume things will remain the same. Change can be scary, but can also be exciting and lead to improved performance, results, and perspectives. Performance, it, improved performance. I hate mm. the idea of the, of a boss saying improved oh you know we're gonna be fucking selling more than beer than ever yeah we are planning for positive outcomes from this time of uncertainty and we'll continue to do all that we can to make a this company a better safer and more fulfilling place for our teammates and families the times they are a changing bring it on uh, this guy why didn't <laughs> they, this guy should have tried to be a journalist or, or like a poet or something like a that. poet yeah, he could he could be like a poet or a songwriter. He's writing it for his buddy. Like, but now he's making people read his shit. Singer songwriter, right here. Yeah, that's a really funny email. Jesus, that's good. Yeah, uh, th- I mean, I thought it was amazing. It's the best one. It's one of the best ones we've read because it's less depressing and more like uh, pathetic. Right. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, that's the show, right? That's the Street Fight Radio. That's the Wednesday Night Basement Show. You can find us this Sunday on uh, the live stream. We'll be taking your calls. We also have a new computer in the studio that hopefully will result in me being able to uh, stream some video games and make some videos throughout the week so that I don't get too depressed. I have that stuff too, and I am going to work on, I'm working on getting my setup done. So yeah, we need to get in there. We're going to be streaming soon. If you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash street fight radio. You can support us and uh, please consider uh, buying stuff from the store. We really need the help. Um, if you haven't got a shirt, we are do. I haven't left the house for the whole month of fucking April. I bought all the groceries at the beginning of the month. So I'm sitting here with means TV shirts. I'm sitting here with street fight radio shirts. Head to store.streetfightradio.com or store.means.tv 
and then buy that shit and I will send you some bonus stickers and cool stuff. Um, also, there is a there's a photo that Monica Potter made of one of her paintings that she did of us. And uh, if you want to go in there and and buy that, um, we will. I'll donate all the money uh, that all the profits from that. I'll put it in the uh, in our shoebox fund. I'll put it in our mutual aid fund that we have. So head to store.streetfightradio.com. Light it up. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. Peace. Well, we done to God sent a mighty tide It killed many a thousand Old men and on the sea Wait until I got done one Jesus coming soon Wait until I got done one Jesus coming soon Great to see the world mighty And the people are sick everywhere there's a wild and there fought in me I floated through the house Wait until I got done with Jesus coming soon Wait until I got done with Jesus coming soon The doctor they got trouble And they didn't know what to do They gathered themselves together Call it the Spanish flu. Wait until I got done with Jesus coming soon. Wait until I got done with Jesus coming soon. Soldiers died on the battlefield, died in the count too. Well, the captains and the lieutenant, I don't know what to do. Right.